Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. So glad you could join us for another episode of Adweek's Most Powerful Woman in Sports. I'm Lisa Granitstein, and it's here where the world's greatest marketers, media pros, athletes, and coaches share their remarkable career journeys and how they achieve peak performance. I'm so psyched today to share that we'll be speaking with Katie Ledecky, the world's greatest distance swimmer as a 10-time Olympic medalist and 15-time world championship gold medalist. Katie has broken world records 14 times in her career. She's won more gold medals in individual events than any Team USA female athlete in any sport. We're going to talk to Katie about her remarkable career, muscling through wins and losses, and what it takes to be a brand ambassador. And what's next? Katie, let's get this together. Let's get it on. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Of course. And I see we're all good, nice and centered. So first off, congratulations uh, for all that you accomplished in the Tokyo Olympic Games, winning two golds, two silvers, and the first ever gold medal in the women's 1500 meter. Now, I have a question about that one. That's That was a new race. Uh, why was it new for women? What was this, What's the story behind that one? Yes. So uh, the Tokyo Olympics in 2021, it was the first Olympics where the women had the opportunity to swim the 1500 free. And for years and years, the longest event in the women's program was the 800 freestyle. And the men had the 1500 freestyle, not the 800. And so finally, in, in 2021, they matched up the program so that both the 800 and the 1500 were on the on the table for both men and women. And the as story has it, it's yeah. it, you know, they started the Olympics and added events over the years, but didn't think that women could swim a, a 1500 free. And, and finally, uh, that tale has been 
put put to you the side and, and we've, we've had the 1500 in every other swim meet. And so why not have it in the Olympics? It was great to be able to right. win the first gold medal in that event. Yeah. That's so awesome. And so at the Olympics over seven days, you swam about 10 races across five events. What, what was it like training for and competing during a COVID Olympics? That was, I mean, you've seen a normal regular Olympics the, your first round and then this one how crazy was it how different was it yeah it was a little bit different from my first two olympics in london in 2012 and then rio in in 2016 mm -hmm. uh, we had to work an extra year for this one and all the different protocols and and no spectators did make it a little bit different but i was actually surprised at how similar it felt to my first two olympics i think i expected the no fan situation and everything else to kind of put a damper on things, but it still had the same energy as the Olympics. You still got to interact with athletes from all over the world, see all of them and compete against the people you would normally be competing against. So at the end of the day, we were there to race and, and that's what I wanted to do. And I felt like we still had that same energy and could hear everyone back home in the States cheering us on. That's amazing. I'm wondering who influenced you? How did you get into swimming in the first place? I started swimming when I was six years old or probably a little bit before that, um, but started swimming competitively when I was six years old for a summer league swim team, the Palisades Porpoises, uh, with my older brother, Michael. He's uh, three years older than I am. So he was nine, I was six, and he really just wanted to give swim team a, sh a shot and we wanted to meet lots and lots of friends at this new pool that we were a part of. And so the easiest way to meet a lot of people is to join a swim team. And we loved it. We loved it from the start. And after that first summer of, of summer league swimming, we decided we wanted to swim year round. And so we started that fall and never really looked back. It's amazing. What now, what's your philosophy on winning and losing? How do you have, and, and I would I don't think you've actually lost. You we won't call silver a loss, but coming in second, which is really not a terrible thing. But how do you manage that? Is winning everything? Uh, no, not by any means. I think uh, for me, it's all about the process. And uh, a, a win for me is is enjoying the process and enjoying the day-to-day -day work that it takes to get to an event like the Olympics. And more so than ever, in this this past Olympic cycle, uh, you had to really enjoy the day to day and and be grateful for the opportunity to compete because we didn't know if the Olympics would be able to happen and there was all this speculation and so I was just so grateful that we had that opportunity and I just wanted to have fun and have a smile on my face no matter yeah. what the outcome of of the race because I knew that I enjoyed the process of getting there and I knew that I had done all the work that. I could do to get to that point and be in the best shape and, and best position I could be in before each of my races. And that's all you can ask for. So that's right. what I'm striving for every day as I continue to train, just to put myself in the best position when I get behind the blocks to have confidence and know that I can race my very best that day. Okay. Now, how much uh, do fans play in terms of motivation and helping you uh, do your best? They help. Uh, it, it helps to have people cheering us on. Uh, yeah. But as I said, it it didn't seem to impact us too much in Tokyo. 
Um, right. We didn't have a full full arena of fans, but we did get to have some of our our teammates in the stands, and each country had its own little section. And so, mm-hmm. I still still had some cheering in the, in the stands, which was great. And in some ways, it was even more intimate and fun because you could actually hear the the individual <laughs> cheers and the the Let's Go Katie and the the little things like that from your teammates that typically you only hear the the loud noise and and the clapping. Uh, you you don't hear individual cheers. So in some ways we got yeah. a little bit more. And uh, as I said earlier, it, it's great just knowing all the support from back home, just receiving all of those messages of, of support uh, means a lot to me. How active are you on social media and in engaging your fans that way? If at uh, all, yeah, I'm like, active on, yeah. on social media, yeah. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, uh, all of it. And I enjoy it. It's a great way to connect with fans and, and friends and stay in touch with people and uh, kind of feel that that message of support. And I know that I have a lot of young swimmers that follow me on social media and, and young students and young athletes. And so any bit of advice I can give them through social media or a little bit of inspiration, I know that it means a lot to them. And it means a lot to me to, to know that I'm making some little impact. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, you're 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 both doing you're you're racing, obviously, but you're also a brand ambassador for a number of different brands. Um, you know, why, why don't you throw some out there that you represent, and how do you choose the ones that that work for you, and and how do you sort through all your offers? Yeah. So uh, the swimwear brand that I represent is is Tier Sport. And they're great. They've got the suit, the cap, the goggles that I wear when I compete, when I train. I really trust them. And it's a really great, uh, great, mm-hmm. great company. And so there's there's Tier, there's Panasonic, uh, Chocolate Milk, Aura Ring, Visa, Adidas, Ralph Lauren, wow. uh, American <laughs> Girl, Bic. Um, those are some of some of my partners from this past year and, and this past Olympic cycle. And I uh, they're all very authentic partners. They're, they're brands that I've used over the years. Um, you know, for example, I had an American girl doll growing up. I had Molly. And so it was really exciting when I got to see the team USA swimsuit set that they made for American (laughs) girl dolls. Um, Hershey, my, uh, family has always given out Hershey bars at, uh, Halloween. And so we did a really fun campaign with, with Reese's, um, chocolate milk. I've always had, um, a glass of chocolate milk after a workout since I was about 12 or 13 years old for recovery. And so that was uh, a very authentic partnership. So uh, I work with brands that I trust and that have, uh, you know, I, I get use out of and, and I, mm-hmm. I know that um, they're going to continue to support me uh, in my goals. And so uh, I, I knew that those would be uh, great companies to work with. And I had a lot of fun working with them. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What goes into maintaining your your own personal brand? I mean, is 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 it hard work both to, I guess, to maintain your own brand, to be out there pitching and and also to do all the work you have for all of these brands that you're tied to? Uh, and train and train. <laughs> I see it as fun. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I love the swimming and the training. Um, and I've also really enjoyed the opportunity to meet all these people and, and get to know, uh, these companies. And, uh, it's, it's not about the partnerships. It's, it's about the people. And, uh, I've, I've had the opportunity to work with some really great people over these past few years and, uh, people that have, have provided, me with such great support and and friendships so it's it's it is some work and uh it was fun to to work with these brands especially during the pandemic to adapt and figure out how to to adapt to the virtual nature of things and all that um but it was fun it was fun to to work with them and and see what we could do together and what um aside from uh brands that uh, that you represent and your brand ambassador for are are there causes that are meaningful to you that you leverage your talent your fame toward? Yeah, uh, for sure. I've been able to partner with Panasonic on a STEM education program. Uh, education has always been really important in my life, and I just completed my degree at Stanford this past year and. So with Panasonic, we've we have a, a STEM education program. We've it's kind of a mix of virtual and in person. Uh, and before the pandemic, I was visiting some schools and speaking about STEM education, science, technology, engineering, and math. And I would go with a couple Panasonic employees, and they would uh, talk about what they did on a day to day basis, what their work was, and it was a really fun way to get in front of students and and hear about their interests and, and try to inspire them to pursue STEM uh, further. And so we've done some of that. We've created a virtual program and we're kind of expanding that over this next year. And so I'm really excited about that. And, and yes, as you said, it's just great when partners can work with you on projects like that to, to help other people. Yeah, absolutely. Now, some women's sports like soccer, and we'll be talking to some uh NWSL uh, owners later this week have had a bit of a reckoning this year. Issues of pay equity, training facilities, and other issues. What's been the experience for you for women in competitive competitive swimming? Well, I think swimming is um, a bit unique in that we compete at the same time as the men. And so typically at an Olympics or world championships or really any swim meet, there's a women's event and then there's a men's event, a women's event, men's event, Uh, it alternates. And so we're competing alongside the men. Most of us train alongside men. So, uh, you know, we're, we're in the same environment. We're not in an arena where it's, it's just us competing and uh, maybe we don't get as much attention as the men or, or something like that. It's, 
we're all we're all competing under the same lights in the same pool, all of that. So uh, from my perspective, I think that's something unique about our sport or maybe Olympic sport in general. Um, mm -hmm. So we don't face uh, that challenge. I think there are some differences, of course, between uh, male athletics and, and female athletics right now. And I think we can always work to improve. Uh, as we talked about earlier, it was great to have the 1500 free added uh, to the to the Olympics for women. And that was uh, a really great step. And I hope that we can continue to make steps like that in, in all sports moving forward. Are there any other races that you'd like to see women uh, race in, in swimming? that are not on, on the roster yet? Uh, well, right now it's, it's all even, so we're all good. For, okay. We're not now all the events are in there. <laughs> okay. And what, um, I guess, what, what sort of advice have you received as an athlete that you'd want to pass on to maybe either college, uh, college athletes looking to break into professional sports? Um, what, what were some of the top words of advice you've received? I think the biggest thing, and it kind of goes back to what I was, was talking about earlier is, is just to enjoy the, the journey. Don't focus on, on the end result. Don't focus on the medals or the NCAA championships or whatever it is that you're striving for. Focus on each day and, and the, the daily process of, of getting to those competitions. And I think you'll, you'll find that um, you can, you can be consistent. You can have longevity in the sport by having that, that attitude. I've been competing now at the international level for about a decade. And I, uh, pride myself on the consistency that I've had and, and the ability to, um, you know, stay healthy, stay injury free and, uh, stay happy and, and motivated, um, each and every year. And, that's what I'm continuing to do. And I feel like each, each year I'm, I'm happier and happier in the sport and I'm enjoying it more and more. And so I think uh, a lot of that stems from focusing on the process, setting some short-term goals that ultimately help me reach my long-term goals. Okay. I, that's really great. And I have a really excellent question for you. Um, Let's see. If if your Olympic career had started after the opening of NIL activating to college athletes, how would you envision your life be different, getting involved with brands earlier, growing up faster, and so on? I don't know. Uh, it's all a hypothetical. <laughs> I think I, um, you know, I, I went to my first Olympics at age 15. I had just finished my freshman year of high school. And even back then, people were saying, oh, Katie should go professional or, or something like that. Uh, but I was very committed to attending college and swimming for a college swim team. And so that was the path that I ended up taking. And I, I went to my second Olympics right before I headed out to Stanford uh, in 2016. So uh, I had already been to two Olympics by the time I had gotten to college. And then I competed two years in college at Stanford, we won two national championships. And then I turned professional after those two years. And so was able to work with brands leading into the Tokyo Olympics. So that was the path that I took. Certainly I could have taken other paths, but I have absolutely no regrets uh, about the, the path that I took. I feel like I benefited a lot from 
competing collegiately and having that experience, the friendships that I, I made through high school and college that perhaps I wouldn't have made if I had gone a different path. Uh, I think, again, it's just all a, a hypothetical to think about. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly happy for the student athletes in college now that have the opportunity to capitalize on their name, likeness, and image and uh, and still compete in college. I think that's great. And uh, I'm excited to see how how that space moves forward and, and how athletes are able to, to do that. And so what's next for you? With I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm training. I'm uh, currently in Gainesville, Florida, training with the college team at the University of Florida. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, as I said, enjoying the, the training, the day-to-day. Uh, a lot of people think of the Olympics as just a, a once every four year thing, but uh, it's, it's every day for us. And there's a world championships next year in, in 2022 in Japan again. So I'm working towards that and hoping to represent Team USA again in, in Paris. So uh, wow. it, I'm still going and I'm uh, really excited about, about my goals for the future. Well, I hope you get to take a vacation in the middle of some of this. Yeah, I took a couple <laughs> you weeks so off hard. after Tokyo. Okay. But. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, we, we're out of time. So I'd love to just uh, transition over to takeaways and just share them with us if you could. Yeah. So we talked about how, you know, working with brands involves putting in the time to to get to know the people and, and having authentic relationships. I think uh, each of the brands that I work with uh, are, are really great partners because I, I have used their products and that made it very easy for me to, to promote those products. And, and the people at each of those brands uh, really took the time to get to know me and, and I tried to take the time to, to get to know them as well. And uh, that third point there, we talked about having to adapt during the pandemic. Uh, you know, it was interesting the first Olympic year, 2019 to 2020, a lot of the partners had a vision for for 20, for 2020, the Tokyo Olympics, and then pandemic postponed the Olympics by a year. And so we uh, had to be uh, ready to adapt. And I was able to do that by working through some, some virtual events with some partners and even setting up a camera and a tripod to shoot, shoot a few things in my apartment. The, the Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER. 
best that I could. And uh, that made it uh, really interesting and, and a fun process to get to know the brands even better. Okay. Well, Katie, thank you so much and best of luck. We'll be cheering for you and Team USA. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Adweek's Most Powerful Woman in Sports, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.